Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, y'all? Episode one of the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and today's episode is all about me and my background, so you know who exactly you're hearing from on this podcast. This podcast is going to be raw, uncensored, and uh, way more in-depth and way more personal vibe than you're going to get on my social media. Although I do try to be as transparent as possible on social media, this podcast is going to be a whole different look. So I hope you're excited, but who am I? I'm Maverick. I'm 32. First and foremost, I'm a dad. I have a two-year-old son named Denver. He looks like he's five. He's gigantic. Not sure where he gets it, right? No, but he's awesome. He's healthy. He's happy. And I am so grateful for him. He has he he saved my life. I know that a lot of parents may say that, and I know what that means now. He truly did help me. He was the catalyst for me at a very difficult time in my life when I was essentially at rock bottom. And so he, he whenever I look at him, I just I'm just filled with so much joy, so much hope, and so much gratitude for life. So I'm a dad. I'm a co-parent. Have a beautiful relationship with his mother, which is uncommon in today's landscape of difficult, toxic co-parenting relationships. But I am so grateful to have a great relationship with his mom. We, we the three of us, do stuff together and are able to have fun and show up for him and communicate healthily. And I'm just really grateful for that. So I'm a dad. I'm a co-parent, and I'm a business owner. I have two businesses. One of them is. Maverick Online Coaching, our women's body transformation program, the Prada of women's body transformation. And the other one is a company that's about to launch in the next 24 to 48 hours, God willing, fingers crossed, called Slay. And it is a women's hormone supplement company. I'm a dad. I'm a co-parent. I'm a boyfriend. I'm a business owner. Um, but a little bit about my background. I grew up in Tennessee, small town called Athens, Tennessee. 13,000 people there, roughly. Super slow, super country, rural slash suburban upbringing. My parents were both competitive bodybuilders back in the 80s and 90s. That's how they met. So super cool, super unique upbringing to be able to... I didn't... I I always say this. I didn't out-bench press my mom until I was 17 years old in high school, which is crazy. My mom actually, legend has it, my mom bench pressed 200 pounds the day I was born. I'm thinking that's what kind of pushed me out of the womb, maybe. Got things going there. But she uh, she's a phenomenal lady. And honestly, a lot of what I do as far as women's body transformation is inspired by the example my mom set for me as a young boy, watching a woman defy stereotypes. And I talk a lot about her on my social media so those of you who follow me on Instagram have seen how much and how highly I think of her. My relationship with her is very important to me. My mom came from nothing, nothing. She came from a shack. I've seen the shack. It's out in Teleco Plains, Tennessee, beautiful country. But that's where she grew up. She grew up in poverty. She grew up in an abusive dynamic from family and got pregnant with my sister when she was 16. Hope she didn't mind me telling all this because it's an amazing story. But she dropped out of high school got an abusive marriage. And, and that could have been her story. That could have been it. That could have been the end of her path. But she rose above that. She went back and got her diploma. She left that abusive marriage. She met my father, who was an amazing support. So that was the other dynamic I witnessed growing up. Not only did I watch my mom become a champion bodybuilder, get her diploma, her bachelor's, her master's, her doctorate, ascend to the top of a company's HR department, become a black belt and karate and do all these things that women quote unquote aren't expected 
to do. But I watched my dad support all that and be a catalyst for that and just rejoice in her accomplishment and be a supplement to her power and celebrate it and be proud of it. And my dad's pride and my mom's accomplishments, he speaks so highly of her. That is what I witnessed. And I am... I got all the best of both of them. And as we know, we always get some bad traits too. But I, uh, they were great parents, especially. It, one thing I do want to say about my parents, last thing I'll say is they did not have great upbringings. Alcoholism on both sides of the family, abuse. And for them to be as good of parents as they were, despite that upbringing, I got so much pride for in just gratitude and admiration for how they showed up for me with such love and such support despite their upbringings. Man, awesome parents. I can't say that enough. So that was the the at home, away from home. I was bullied a lot as a child. I was made to feel very insufficient. I was excluded by all the cool kids and all the cliques. And that extended into high school and even college, verbally, physically, emotionally abused and bullied. I also endured sexual abuse as a child at the local daycare of trauma. Obviously, I could have had it way worse. I mean, I know a lot of people do, but the trauma is my own and it's, it was needed. I needed to heal from that. And that trauma did extend into my adult life and affect all my relationships. And I developed some very unhealthy behaviors as a result of that unhealed trauma. I'll get more into that later on with my journey in therapy, my journey with self-healing and self-regulation. But for now, just know that I had it pretty rough as a kid in school, didn't have many friends. And I was very different. Some might say weird. I had some interests that didn't fall with the crowd. I loved Pokemon. I loved video games and I loved imagination. And I always played these simulation type video games like The Sims and games where I could create and create my own life essentially as a form of escapism from real life, which was bullying and being mocked and made fun of and etc. So from that, I never, I developed a lot of insufficiency. I developed a lot of complexes with feeling inadequate and built a life to an extent to escape those things and never feel those things again. But again, we'll get to all that more on later. I think that will be very helpful for both women. And if you have spouses, boyfriends, brothers, fathers, et cetera, who deal with unhealthy behaviors, I think that will be helpful for them. But after that, let's see, I got into sports at a late age, started playing basketball in high school, had to play catch up because I got into it late. I actually got cut from the team my seventh grade year. And that coach was actually pretty abusive as well. Made me want to quit, told me I should quit, did never let me play even when we were up 30 points. And that did teach me a valuable lesson of what it was like to not be good enough to play and to not get a participation trophy and have to work my ass off to get better and improve to where I was good enough to play. And I did just that. My dad, I actually remember this is one of the coolest things my dad ever did for me. He did it multiple times in my life. I went to him and I said, I want to quit. You know, I want to quit or actually, you know what? He asked me, he goes, I, I went to him and I was like, I tell him, all, I was telling him all the things going on, how I felt. And he goes, do you want to quit? And I said, yeah, I think I do. And he said, too bad. <laughs> You're not going to quit. And I'm so thankful for that because he instilled in me a resiliency and a grit to where quitting was just not in my vocabulary. And that has served me in so many ways. It served me in the military. It served me in business. It serves me in life. It served me with turning my life around because I just don't know what it's like to quit. I don't fucking quit no matter what. I'm like a cockroach. You just can't kill me. And I truly believe that a lot of success hinges on just outlasting those who do. You take the easier route of quitting when things get hard. 
So I have my dad to thank for that. Play basketball. I was fortunate enough to play basketball in college on a very prestigious, successful program. I had a decent career. I was an average at best player. I had some injuries I had to play through. And I was fortunate enough to get conference MVP my senior year after college. Went into the military on a special operations contract as an Army, as an Army Ranger. I prepared meticulously for that and crushed it, went through selection, airborne school, all the things, made it to first Ranger Battalion, the 75th Ranger Regiment in Savannah, Georgia, immediately deployed to Afghanistan as soon as I got there. So I have one deployment under my belt, was even fortunate enough to prove myself very early on to my squad who I met on deployment and got the opportunity to go out on target, go out on missions as a new private, which was uncommon back then because you really had to put some time in before they trust you enough to go on target. But I gained their respect and trust so quickly that they did. And I credit that to having a really good squad leader. I had good leadership, which is also unfortunately not always common in the military. But so I got to go out on target and do all that cool stuff and came back and then immediately got injured a few months later in a training exercise, I herniated two discs. And I ended up medically retiring out of the military because my options were work a desk job or out process. And I didn't want to not do what I enlisted to do which was be a ranger. So I medically retired. Fortunately, that injury did not keep me from pursuing weightlifting and stuff like that. I have to be very careful, obviously, but I'm able to work around it. So I'm very grateful for that as well. I just couldn't run around with a 50 pound machine gun anymore. And uh, so after the military, I worked a few different jobs. I struggled to find my place in civilian life. My first job out of the military was Enterprise Rent-A-Car and the management trainee program. And let me tell you, that job taught me a lot of patience, empathy, compassion, and self-awareness because I did not have any of those things coming out of the military. I was awesome in sales. It was very intimidating and convincing, but my emotional IQ was like a toddler. So I really had to work on that. And my, I remember several meetings with my boss where he's like, hey, man, you're a dick. And I was like, what? I just had no awareness of it. And I really had to work on that. So that job was really good for me. I learned a lot. From there, I tried to be a financial advisor and uh, that didn't work out. I had to pass the series seven to do that. And to pass that exam at the time, you had to make an 82. The first time I made a 80.7 and it rounded up to an 81. So I failed by one point. I was devastated, went home, went through the process again, went through the course again. The second time around, and this is a three-hour drive to Atlanta to take this test, mind you. I made a 81.4, and it rounded down to an 81. So I failed that exam by a tenth of a point. And I remember going home. I didn't call anybody on my way home. I was so ashamed and devastated. I went home, and I, I was in the driveway. My dad met me in the driveway. We just sat there for a while, and he said, you wouldn't have liked that job anyway. <laughs> so... I took that as the universe giving me a sign that it's not what I was meant to do. And it sure as hell wasn't. From there, I worked in a factory for six, seven months. Actually, this, the company that my parents both worked for I was driving a fork truck in a toilet paper plant on swing shift, 12-hour shifts. Did that for a few months. Then I took off to New York to pursue acting. That didn't really stick with that very long, not long enough to see any kind of traction and ended up in Florida. Ended up in Florida, met a woman that brought me down to Florida. That didn't work out. Stayed, met another woman, had a child. Life life went in the shitter when I hit rock bottom and had to claw my way out and stopped running from myself. Again, that's another podcast. But now I'm in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Life is good. I have, again, of, of a thriving women's body transformation program and about to launch another program solely to meet the needs of women. So 
I have a healthy son. I have a wonderful relationship. I have a wonderful co-parenting relationship. And you know what? I just decided, hey, I've done a lot of stuff in my life. I have a great deal of knowledge on certain things. And it's time to do a podcast. And I know that a lot of people say that. And the average podcast lasts about, I think, five episodes before they throw in the towel. So we're back to that never quit mentality. I'm just going to keep putting these out till it rides, baby. So that's me in a nutshell. That's my history. That's there's a lot more. There's a lot more layers than that. I'll probably get into on other episodes. But at my core, I am a man. I am an imperfect, flawed man with an imperfect past with a passion for helping others. And in, in this case, women, I am so passionate about helping women get healthier and get happier and escape yo-yo dieting and the bullshit that is perpetuated on social media with extreme dieting that only keeps women stuck, frustrated, stressed the fuck out and anxiety filled. Cause The truth is you don't have to deprive yourself to get results. Everybody thinks that you have to cut things out completely and stay away from this or that. And you only have to do this. And what's the best thing to do when the reality is it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so much, it's so much simpler than you ladies realize right now. There's no simple. Doesn't mean easy. That's the thing. Simple doesn't mean easy. And as a creator, online as a, oh God, this term's cringy, influencer. As a provider of education and body transformation online, one would think I'm seeing a bunch of people struggling with weight loss. And the reality is there's a bunch of people struggling with what's between their ears, their dome piece, their unhealedness, their internal battles with behaviors that they're desperately trying to stop. And that is what a good coaching program addresses. We don't just hit the surface of calories in, calories out, energy balance, exercise, all these things. Those are great. Those are habits we have to adopt. But in order to adopt those habits, you have to work on what's triggering you to do the unhealthy habits in the first place, understanding more about yourself and cultivating mindfulness around your behavior, simply becoming the unbiased observer of your behavior and becoming mindful of your consumption of calories, your consumption of foods. And are you masking feelings with food? Are you escaping or numbing with food? Are you, do you eat during certain times a day? And again, I'm not a therapist. I'm a huge advocate of therapy because of what it's done in my life. It absolutely transformed my life. And I'm a huge advocate of it. So I am not a therapist, but I'd be I'd be remiss if I said that body transformation is solely physical. It is about the mind. The body only can follow the mind. And the more self-love you cultivate in the now, the less friction you'll face with your body transformation journey. You can't outrun yourself. Trust me on that. I tried for years. Wherever I went, there I was. Okay? Remember that. You can't outrun yourself. You can quit every two weeks and try a new program, but inevitably you'll have to face yourself because when you're running from something every two weeks, you're not running from that program. You're running from yourself. You're just avoiding facing yourself. So you can keep running that play, sis. You can keep running that play, but eventually you're going to have to say, all right, maybe I'm the problem. (laughs) And that's such an empowering thing when you take ownership of your own behavior and you start to say, all right, 
If I wanted to save money, what would I do? I'd keep a motherfucking budget. I'd start to see my spending habits. I start to see little subscriptions here and there that are causing me to spend a little too much money. But for whatever reason, we're so resistant to doing the same thing with our eating, right? Like we don't want to take the magnifying glass and put it on our own habits with eating. It's, ooh, if I do that, I'll have to admit that Panera Bread on Sundays has put me over my calories. And that's why my weight isn't going down. Oh, I don't want a magnifying glass on all these little things I'm doing behind the scenes, like those little Oreos I'm eating here and there that I'm not tracking or what have you. It's I'm going to do keto or I'm going to do I'm going to fast so I don't have to face myself. It's like I'll just t- do this extreme route that will override my little habits with eating. Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast, ladies. This is what we're going to talk about on this podcast. The, the cool thing is you can escape all that shit. You can, there is a way out and it's so empowering and it's not some woo crazy. I don't even know what to call it. it it's not anything complex. The beauty is in the simplicity. I'm going to give you all the tools. Episode two, I'm going to give you a framework for just getting some traction in your body trans- transformation journey and simplifying this shit. But I'm going to need you to put on the blinders. And as soon as you leave this podcast, if you go and you listen to everybody and their mother on fat loss, they're going to tell you 10 different things. You're going to stay confused. And what do we do when we're confused? We don't make decisions because confusion leads to indecision. And an indecision has become our comfort zone. We're like, oh, if I stay confused, I don't actually have to do anything. Limit who you're listening to. Limit your consumption. Only listen to those who, you know, use evidence to to back what they're saying have a track record of results with women like you and are good, just good fucking people. You can tell somebody's a good person or somebody who's trying to take your money, right? You can tell. Hopefully you can tell. Discernment. That's the word. We want to use discernment, right? So anyway, that's what I'm all about. I'm here to help you. At the end of the day, I'm here to help you ladies. And I hope you enjoyed episode one. Brief overview of me, who I am, what I'm all about. And we're going to get into a lot more stuff. We're going to have some fun. So I appreciate you listening. And hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. You're worthy and you're so powerful. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.